Welcome back to The Handoff from Trusted Health. I'm Dr. Danny Bowie. Today, I speak with the founding clinicians of Trusted Health, Chelsea Rolfs and Sarah Gray. We discuss their transition from direct patient care to building and scaling a high-growth company dedicated to solving the nurse staffing crisis. Together, we explore their transitions, learnings and successes, advice for nurses, and perspective on the future of nursing. Here's my conversation with Chelsea Rolfs and Sarah Gray. Welcome to The Handoff. I am so excited to speak with the founding clinicians of Trusted Health. I have Chelsea Rolfes and Sarah Gray. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. Well, as you know, this season is a season about healthcare innovation and fearless leadership for change. And both of you have definitely gone down a path of innovation and being fearless and leading some unique changes for the industry. But before we start, I would love to center us back to our purpose, which is patients and the care we deliver. And it would be really meaningful if you could share a particular patient story or experience that has had profound impacts on both of you during your career. Chelsea? I'd love to. I'll I'll give a little context. As a new grad, I worked on a pulmonary step-down unit and we had, you know, high acuity patients and we started taking on end-of-life care. So they'd bring the patient down from the ICU and then they'd put on, you know, one nurse for continuation of care. And so I was on that team and and one family in particular really stuck out to me. I had this patient who was in his late seventies and, you know, his family, it was a little sudden. So they were all there and he had three kids and as an end-of-life care nurse, you're there through it all. You're also teaching them, right? They're going through this for the first time. It's like, how does this work? What do I expect? And the grieving process. Um, and so for me, you know, I was just, I was in this room for three days, basically. And when it came down to it, the family wrote me a letter and, you know, they said, you will always be that nurse. And and I've never forgotten that. Even 10 years later, I, I recently lost a grandparent and we have that nurse with my family. You can't forget that bedside nursing and has its hard days, but those moments are, you know, why you do it. So definitely a moment that stood out in my career for me. And that's a profound call out of like that nurse, right? Because those are, I would say like your, your birthing experience and then also death. I mean, those are profound moments in a human experience and being able to share that and impact uh, our patients is so powerful. Um, so thank you for sharing that and bringing us back to our center. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I love that, Charles. I think uh, the the thing that's pretty incredible about nursing that that made me think about was like for for them, you were that nurse and for you, they're that family or that patient. And that's like, it can be such a symbiotic relationship. Um, mine's a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, I'm throwing it all the way back to my first job as a nurse, which um, I often overlook a little bit because I think about my first job as a nurse as like my first inpatient acute care job, but I, I actually worked as a school nurse initially. But the way it worked in California, the public school system was that I was actually assigned to a specific um, patient or student rather than you know being like the the fixed school nurse. And it was a posting your high school program for students with disabilities. I was assigned to my patient um, mostly for central line care, GTube meds, GTube care. But the program was focused on employment skills, continuing education, like training and independent living skills. And so much of the um, the educational environment, we were out and about. We did like lots of field trips. And um, I really became a part of like this little this little community 
but I did transition out of that, out of that program or that role when I um, started in the new grad program at UCSF. But my last day with uh, my patient and those students, the way the, the teachers positioned it was that I was graduating. Um, Cause that's, that's what made the most sense to the students. And so they actually threw me a graduation party um, and each student included a note about how I cared for them as a nurse, like thanking me for my care. And it really, I, you know, I thought about my, my patient and, you know, the specific hands-on care that I provided for him, but otherwise, you know, I was, I was kind of just there with the group and uh, made me realize the impact that nurses can have in like non, non-direct and non-clinical ways. And and then the way they had positioned and framed my departure, like really the importance of meeting patients where they are and adapting care and situations to to their needs and how they can best understand it. And I think that was a really profound experience because that was, you know, my first experience working as a nurse. And it made me realize so early in my career that impact can really span care settings. And when I moved inpatient, you know, it really gave me the perspective to think about my patients more than, you know, just the human in the hospital bed. Absolutely. I did not know you were a school nurse. And I love that you had a graduation ceremony. Um, <laughs> that is a cool story. And you're right, the impact of nursing or delivering care, transcending the environment, uh, that it, it is beyond the environment that we're in. Well, let's talk a little bit more about both of you. And and uh, I would love to understand, you know, you, you both had a unique path from direct patient care to the tech startup space. And can you please share with our listeners today that journey to Trusted and and what you're doing today here at Trusted and maybe some pivotal moments or things that you thought about uh, during the journey that, you know, you'd like, I would, I would have wished I would have known that or just things that you can share with nurses or other healthcare clinicians, leaders that want to take a, a path not so traveled. Sarah? So as I mentioned, I had started as a new grad at UCSF and I pretty quickly, I, you know, I was pretty eager to kind of get all of the experience. I couldn't understand how it all worked. And so I think I became my my unit's youngest charge nurse ever. I joined every committee I could. Um, I became a clinical nurse three. And I progress, as I progressed through these roles and experiences, I found myself drawn to really the operational side of care delivery and specifically nursing care delivery. And I found myself very frustrated by the inefficiencies and really like the lack of ability to to deliver care at the top of my licensure. And I, I of course, wanted to do something about it. Um, so I joined the Evidence-Based Practice Fellowship Program, and it gave me an opportunity to do some like really, really cool things. I implemented a standardized handoff tool. I measured, you know, measured the impact of aspects of team patient rounding on nurse satisfaction. But throughout these projects, I was constantly told that I needed to focus on small tests of change and I needed to scale down um, what I was hoping to measure. And I think I ultimately realized that I needed to step outside of the walls of the hospital, so to speak, to, to kind of make the change and impact I knew was possible. That left me with the question of like, okay, so what do I do? And at the time, I didn't know many nurses or had many role models who you know had pursued non-traditional career paths. And so I thought, okay, maybe I need to go get my MBA. And so I, I started applying for programs. Um, and that's when, you know, I had a mentor who said, Sarah, you live in San Francisco, like you're in Silicon Valley, you know, there are health tech startups out there, like go, like they would, they would love to have you. And my initial thought was, I, I just didn't believe it because I, at least at that point in my career, I'd really felt like 
people don't truly understand what nurses do and the competencies they have. And I wasn't convinced that someone would understand how those competencies would translate outside of direct patient care. But, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not one to turn down advice. So I did a little bit of homework and that's when I connected with uh, my co-founders here at Trusted. And it very quickly became clear to me that the problems that we were focused on were ones that I really wanted to, to spend my time and energy on. And so um, this was four of us in a shared space uh, with no product, really just a vision. And over, you know, what's been nearly six years now, I've had the opportunity to stand up our marketplace, build and scale internal operations, manage a handful of teams, hire a ton of amazing nurses uh, internally here at Trusted, um, and and more recently have been working now on our workforce management platform works. And, and throughout that all, I will say I was not qualified to be doing any of what I was doing. Um, but that was the beauty of it. And that's what, you know, nurses in general, I think are incredibly resourceful, adaptable, and we're problem solvers. And really that's what building a company an early, early stage company, that's what it's about is, is really solving problems. And, you know, before we had any product, any jobs to offer, you know, my, my initial challenge or job to be done was finding nurses who would be interested in working for us when we eventually had those jobs. So, you know, building up the, the, the supply side of our marketplace. Um, and I, uh, that's when I went to Instagram and ended up in many nurses, uh, DMS. And one of them was Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and that Love was, it. yeah. And, uh, so I'll let Chelsea, uh, kind of take it from there with, with her journey. But I will say that was, uh, probably one of the most fruitful, uh, actions or efforts that, uh, I've done here. Trusted. I love it. You know, what a great story to you, Sarah. Uh, you wanted to self-change in a big way and, you know, you weren't in the environment that allowed you to do it and you were able to get into an environment that allowed you to, em- you know, embrace that burning passion inside of you to bring change to healthcare and bring it to life. So what a wonderful story and testimony to what is possible. Chelsea, let's hear from you, your experience yes. and how you have been transforming healthcare here at Trusted Health. Awesome. And Sarah, thanks for teaming up. I was going to say, if I had a one-liner of how I landed here, it's like Sarah Grace lit it up. She's got it. But so I'll give a little background too on myself. In college, we had, I like heard a trust or travel nursing, right? And at the time, social media wasn't nearly like it is now. So um, I said to myself, like, I'm going to put in my year, year and a half as a new grad, and I'm going to be a travel nurse. Um, and sure enough, that time came and I started exploring different recruiters and agencies and just learning. Um, and I really took the angle of, I want to travel the country and go to these different cities. And so um, I traveled with two friends. And at this time, I had traveled for almost two years. And personally, a little different from Sarah, but I was starting to get this itch of like, man, okay, I'm nursing, like, I'm still excited and energized by traveling. But also, I, you know, I'm working 312. What can I do on my other four days off that can continue to develop me um, in my career at the time, I was actually really into functional medicine, like pivoting into this, you know, how can nutrition help us all live more optimally? Right. Um, so I actually started down that pathway. And then, yeah, to Sarah's point, we connected. I had just moved, um, had my last travel time in San Francisco. I'd moved to Austin and she's like, Hey, you know, let's connect. Um, I'm trying to meet, you know, more nurses and, and I want to tell you about what we're doing. And basically it was like, would you want to come be a travel nurse for trusted in California? That's the only place we're licensed. And I'm like, hold on, um, what are you doing <laughs> behind the scenes here? 
And ultimately, like as a traveler, I was really frustrated with the model myself. Like it's pretty nuanced, right? You have no control over what jobs are out there. Um, for me, I had sort of found some of these jobs myself and found it frustrating that I had to negotiate my pay with a recruiter. The incentives a little bit misaligned. Um, and I also lacked like community as, as a nurse um, at that time. And so this light bulb was just going off. And I was so energized by my conversation with Sarah. Um, I'm like, I, I actually don't want to be a travel nurse. I, I'm like energized by what you're doing here and, and building. And so um, one thing led to the next. And I mean, literally the next week I flew back out. And to Sarah's point, I met the small team of six sitting at a table. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think to Sarah's point, you really have a hard time envisioning like how are my skills really going to, like, am I really qualified for this? Do they want me here? Um, you know, and my thought there is just like, take the leap. And especially, you know, as a, as a clinician and the, the need for nurses, like you can go right back to it. And so for me, I was like, all right, this feels like a risk, but the bedside's right there. Um, and here I am, you know, five and a half years later and haven't looked back. So, you know, I think in speaking a little bit to my time here as well, I think when I started, it was like to Sarah's point, we were doing it all right. How can we as clinicians come in and help shape the strategy and the product, but also be there for our clinicians on our platform. Um, and that meant, you know, getting them, getting them a profile all the way through onboarding them and supporting them through benefits and, and all the rest. And so uh, my role in Journey at Trusted is actually really stuck with our nurse advocate org and scaling that team of clinicians, which um, to Sarah's point, one of the favorite things about my time here is hiring and leading a team of nurses. I mean, it's just, I often pinch myself, like there's no one else doing this kind of work out there with a team of 20 nurses. Um, and so our org is really focused on how do we support our fellow clinicians in their search for a job, support them in their career at Trusted, um, make sure they're qualified, set us apart from what our everyone else is doing. Yeah, it's just, it's been an incredible journey in that sense. And, um, you know, in wearing a lot of hats, I've always been very energized, similar to Sarah, by the operations, like, give me the problems, let's solve them. And so... Um, more recently, I moved into a new role um, in business enablement, where essentially we sit within marketplace operations. And number one, it's how can we tee up our internal teams to have you know quality knowledge and external content um, resources for our clinicians as well. And then you know how can we help tackle problems and come up with creative solutions for these problems that span across multiple domains? Um, and that may be you know operations, ensuring our teams are working as efficiently as possible. And then also informing our product, like how do we just keep doing this better with our clinician experience top of mind? And, and that's one thing I've loved about Trusted, to Sarah's point, we just ingrain, you know, in everything we do, our nurses um, kind of boots on the ground feedback that is just so valuable in how we've, we've built this company. First of all, the DNA of Trusted Health is exactly the reason I joined this company, right? You guys led a path of let's develop something that is serving to the clinician, giving them flexibility, choice, but the DNA kept growing because we were hiring and, and allowing clinicians to continue to operate, build, and design the way that we uh, serve our clinicians and serve the health systems that we're serving as well. I love that that was the beginning of the DNA of the company and has continued to mature into something so uh, magical and wonderful today. Additionally, one thing that I heard from both of you that I think is an important call out for our listeners, which we've often talked about, it's a little bit of like imposter syndrome. Both of you are like, yeah, I wasn't really sure if I was qualified to do that. But look at who you are today and where you've come. And I'm so glad you didn't let that stop you from taking the leap and doing the work. And so I just want to encourage our listeners, if you have that sense of like, I don't know if I'm qualified, hey, get that out of your head. And if there's a passion, if there's a dream, if there's something you want to solve, 
there's a reason that's there and look at how you can do that. You have the skills and you can learn along the way to really make the impact. You talk about your journey. This is amazing. Hey, were there any surprises or successes or things that you're like, I wish I could do that over or maybe not? Hey, I want to re- replicate that and do it again somewhere else. I mean, not that you're leaving trusted, right? But, you know, like Sarah, anything from your perspective? Things I would do over, you know, I, I don't think so. I think uh, this kind of feels like the butterfly effect situation where like, you know, if I were to choose to do anything over, then maybe um, things wouldn't like each and every uh, subsequent thing wouldn't have unfolded the way it did. And so I, I, I don't think there's anything else, anything I would do over. Um, something I was a bit worried about in making the transition away from direct patient care, especially working in pediatrics, which I, I truly loved was... I worried whether I would still feel the same sense of gratification and impact that I did being hands-on with patients and families. And I will say like, since joining trusted from day one, that was actually only amplified. And, and I think that was, that was due to the ability to think about our nurses as our patients. And so, you know, we weren't providing hands-on care, but we, we were designing product and policies and, and community and content for nurses and for it, like that work was just as important. And the way we, I always thought about it too, was that just, you know, I could in, in California and in pediatrics uh, in acute care, I was taking care of four patients at a time. And really, if I had the mindset that if I could, if I could invest in the nurses who are, you know, thousands of nurses who are then taking care of you know, multiples of patients that like that has been incredibly gratifying. And uh, the the opportunity to be the voice of the nurse in building a product and in, at a tech company has been like the opportunity of a lifetime. Lovely and wonderful. Hey, Chelsea, what about you? Yeah. Um, before I jump into mine, I, I just have to touch on what Sarah said too, because I think it brings me back to my my story, right? Like being that nurse and when you do make that jump, it's like, how could I ever feel that kind of emotion. And, you know, maybe it's heavy, but in this, in this space, um, and to Sarah's point, like it is wild how you can still feel that sense of word. It's different, but, you know, I think as we continue to kind of evolve and tap into, you know, (laughs) how much we can disrupt this industry, it's that much more exciting knowing that to Sarah's point, like you can make an impact on such a, a bigger level. And at the end of the day, like we're still focused on patient care. It's just, it's just different. Um, and so I have to agree that it, it is hard to imagine finding that, but you know, it's here. And, and I think, um, again, like having clinicians within, within our company helps. Um, I was very surprised you're at your bedside nurse, you've been doing it for four years and you start working next to, you know, sitting next to an engineer, learning about code, learning about, I mean, there's sto- stories of me. I didn't even know how to use Excel. I'm like, Will you hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, and it's like, all right, you figured it out, but you have those soft skills. And I think that that is what is just like the message I want to get across. Like those translate incredibly. And one of the biggest learnings for me was, you know, you're at the bedside, like patients are first, like they're, you are worried about your patients before you're going to the bathroom, before you're eating your lunch. Maybe you're getting off, off late and you're missing something like it doesn't matter. Like you, you put them first. And so Personally, for me, I think one of the biggest transitions it was that, you know, that can be dangerous almost coming into a startup where especially when it's a small team, like there's work to be done 24 seven. Um, there's never enough time. And you really have to create those boundaries for you and life outside of work. And, you know, you, you know, we everyone says like you show up better when um, you put that time into yourself. And I think it's obviously way easier said than done. But for me as a leader and hiring nurses from from tech, I made that very clear 
you know, this is not going to be an easy transition, but you can do it. In fact, you make an incredible employee and you have the skills here, but let's keep top of mind those boundaries and, you know, you'll show up better. You can thrive in this environment if you can figure that out. But, you know, bringing in a nurse with that mentality to a startup can be, you know, you can, you can easily get burned out. So I think that's one thing that I've learned and definitely um, translated into my leadership to be sure that clinicians can be successful and uh, staying with trusted. You mentioned something that, that kind of triggered in my mind when you, you said the soft skills. So last season, season seven, we we're talking about workforce flexibility. I had a guest, Dr. Lisa Summers. She was leading this new organization, a campaign for nurses to run for office. So she was like, nurses are actually wonderful uh, politicians. And it, it kind of touches on the same point that you spoke of, the soft skills. She was like, they're really good at negotiation. They establish trust right away. They can cross the aisle and get things done. And so it's just kind of amplifies like the soft skills that you learn as caring for patients as a nurse sets you up for business endeavors. If you want to be a politician, go for it, run for it. We need more nurses in the office, right? Uh, starting the uh, companies, nonprofits, whatever, the sky's the limit, but those soft skills of establishing trust, creating compromise in the way that it can be a win-win for um, the objectives you're trying to accomplish, your assessment skills, all those things are just really powerful skills that can be translated in just so many environments. As we're talking about kind of how you guys have grown your careers and what do you think, as you think about nurses at the bedside and they need to grow their skills and careers if they want to grow in the, at the bedside or even beyond. So is there any advice that you would give to those nurses to think about the skills and career growth opportunities that have helped either of you, Sarah? I mean, I think first and foremost goes back to what you had mentioned about imposter syndrome. It's like, don't, don't underestimate yourself and how applicable your competencies are. And to the point you just made, I think nurses have a great foundation for being really great at, at whatever energizes them. And like, you can kind of, you can fill in the hard skills, the things that you can learn. I get questions and inquiries all the time from nurses about like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested, like what's the first step. And, and I think the first, like be being a part of the change you want to see even in the smallest ways and you can do it without you know completely changing your career from the get-go you know if there's something that's frustrating you is inefficient is making your job delivering high quality and safe care difficult um it's most likely something that someone else is is experiencing too and so don't underestimate your ability to do something about it um it's it's a matter of getting started and and that's leaning into the discomfort um Chelsea and I have had several conversations about this, but when you first get started doing something that you haven't done before, it could be really uncomfortable. And when we had first started at Trusted, I don't think we had felt such discomfort as when we, like, since we were new grad nurses, it was hard to see, like, draw the line between like, like, how am I going to get there? Um, but you get there. And so, you know, even if you're years into a nursing or clinical career, it's never too late to be a beginner in something else in in knowledge or skill wise. And, you know, everyone started as a beginner. Um, and so really embracing being a beginner with a growth mindset. Um, and, and, but that, to that point, you know, you've, you've, you've got to have your eyes and ears open for opportunities that kind of spark your interest. And, and that requires putting yourself out there, um, whether it's, like networking or being part of the conversation on LinkedIn and, you know, even having a LinkedIn where people can find you um, and sharing your thoughts and ideas so uh, others can connect with you on that. Or or in this case, uh, you know, slide into their DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, what about you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that, that came to mind here for me was it, it's like keeping your head on a swivel for these opportunities that create challenge. Like I, it, when you're a new grad, like you're forced into that challenge. You don't have a choice. You, you chose this career, you graduate, like you have to show up and learn it on the fly. And that mentality, you know, again, at that point, you don't have a, a, the, a choice, but finding opportunities that give you that feeling again is how you're going to grow. And you have to seek those out as your career goes on. Right. And so I think it it can be very uncomfortable. And, um, but I think that is really how you grow. And especially as it relates to being, you know, a nurse in a hospital setting or a health system, it can be really intimidating to think, oh my gosh, to grow and challenge myself. Like I need to be, go be a manager. Like how would I ever move to, to tech or a corporate world? Or I, I have to be a charge nurse. It's like, I think there's also something to be said about challenging yourself in your day-to-day and just constantly having that mindset of you can grow and excel in your own role and keep stacking your resume and those skills. It doesn't mean you have to climb a ladder, move to a new industry. But if you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, that is how you're going to keep figuring out what lights your fire. And I think just constantly being mindful of that, it really does keep you engaged and excited about about what you're doing and and up-level you as a professional. The power of discomfort, Sarah, you said it, like press in, lean into it. And then Chelsea, I like your mention of, and then where you are today, I think it's a good call out. People sometimes think, well, I need to get another job in order to grow skills. It's like, no, you actually can um, grow within the job that you have. And oftentimes it is seeking out new opportunities within that job. Whether as Sarah mentioned, when you, jo- when you were a nurse, you're like, I did everything I could. I was on committees. I was a charge nurse. You know, so it's looking to the new opportunities that can help you understand your gifts, your talents, and more importantly, your passions and following those passions. When I started my career in the staffing scheduling space, so I was a nurse manager and I transitioned into this system director role over eight hospitals and I was brought in to redesign their workforce. And I had no experience. I'd never done that before. And I was like, well, I've got the energy, so we're going to figure this one out. It goes and a long way. <laughs> it does. But that's, again, a point of encouragement. Like, I wasn't an expert in the space. I had no idea. But I was willing to be like, I'm going to learn the technology. I'm going to dive into this. And, of course, there was failure along the way. But there sure was a lot of growth and learning and something that transformed my life, you know, to who I am today. And so... Uh, I think it just in terms of the thing that we're hearing here is like press into the discomfort, see how you can grow. And even if you don't have the skills, if you have the desire, you can develop them. So let's talk a little bit more about flexibility and the power of choice, uh, specifically a frontline nurse, but even for health systems in general, you know, and, and as uh, you're working with health systems, how has this transformed your own career? And what do you think the healthcare industry needs to do to keep innovating around the concept of flexibility? I think flexibility and the power of choice for nurses is so important. It's it's something I'm incredibly passionate about. And I, you know, I joined Trusted because I wanted to be part of fundamentally changing the way nurses work uh, to align with their their need for flexibility and, and choice. And, you know, a traditional nursing career working inpatient can come with a lot of limitations and restrictions on one's personal life. And, you know, the choice to become a nurse, the choice one makes to 
to work that job means scheduling your life four to six weeks at a time, learning how to function in a family and social circles while working nights, weekends, holidays. Nurses are often told when they work, what they must wear to work, when they can eat their lunch, if they get that at all, yeah. uh, what they work on, you know, being a patient assignment. And, and I think we know, like nurses know what they sign up for. And so none of that comes as a surprise. It comes with a lot of limits on choice and flexibility, you know, all while choice and flexibility has expanded for many in other professions. I, I think I'd like to see healthcare, the healthcare industry rethink the, the 12-hour shift, uh, the focus on retention. You know, I see a lot of headlines and I hear a lot about, you know, stabilizing and core staff and, you know, maybe those two together, stabilizing core staff. But um, I don't think we're living in a reality anymore where like nurses want to go and work on a unit for five plus years. And, you know, even that is maybe a long time. And I, I very much understand the economics of nurse turnover. But at some point, I think the conversation needs to shift to acknowledge nurse preferences and values and adapt and, and that health systems need to adapt their expectations and systems um, to form a symbiotic relationship. And, and I believe that if you if you know and respect that nurses want greater flexibility, variety, control, choice, support, you know, you'll understand that that doesn't always translate to working a traditional, you know, three 12 hour shift on a unit for five, for five plus years. And it, and it feels a little bit like we're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And if we don't really lean into the flexibility and understanding what that means and the, and giving nurses the power of choice, I mean, we are like, they are, they are they have that power of choice and they're voting with their feet. And, you know, if we don't change, we're going to continue to have a hard time getting people to choose and continue to choose nursing. And so, you know, the things that are crafted and designed for us, even by nurses, um, but often those who no longer work on the front lines or, or, or haven't in, in a while, you know, what if when we talk about flexibility and the power of choice, what if we let the frontline nurses design that blueprint and, then dedicate our energy and focus on on and resources on on bringing whatever that blueprint looks like to life. And so, you know, I think it's exciting to hear a lot about flexibility and the power of choice. I think I would like to kind of see it come to life a little bit differently. I think the the power of the front line in designing is fundamentally an absolute foundation of what you should be doing for any health system. But what I'm hearing you say is like, let's take it a step further, like, design and then the support of the leaders or maybe the administrative to bring it to life. Right. And I, that gets me excited because it's like the, imagine the buy-in from that, right. This was your solution. It is yours. We're bringing it to life. Like this wasn't forced on you. And I like how you brought up, like we understood what we were signed up for with these terms and conditions and transactions of our job, but does it have to be that way? Even if it's an initial choice, is it sustainable? You know, sure. and that's, that's what we have to really narrow in on. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea, what about you? Yeah, I guess on a personal note, like for me, that's why I jumped into travel nursing. And I think there's something like sexy about that in today's environment of the word flexible when you talk about, you know, balancing your life, right? And so for me, it was like, man, let me go work 13 weeks, take a couple off, move around and everyone gets something out of that. But I think ultimately you're you're able to fill your personal cup when you feel like your professional life is flexible. And as a traditional, you know, staff nurse at the bedside in the hours, like that hasn't changed. And it is, it can be very hard to um, be living that environment, especially, I'll just say too, in post-COVID world, your friends are working remote, 
you know, they can travel, get a job, you know, shift around jobs much more easily. I think outside of our industry, it's much, you know, hopped on LinkedIn, apply to a bunch of roles, move into a new um, opportunity. And as a nurse, I think you can tend to feel like stuck because within the hospital systems, like a lot of this is is the same theme, you know, your hours, your, your unpredictable shifts, your, um, and so I think when we talk about flexible, it is, um, and, and, you know, what we're seeing now is nurses are leaving because they don't know how to find that within the health systems and the industry has to follow suit. You know, we're um, historically always a little behind in how we can have change. And to Sarah's point, you know, the frontline nurses, they want change or asking for change. But I think um, to keep nurses and keep future generations excited, that really, we really have to tap into what flexibility means and, you know, make it sustainable. For me, being a travel nurse wasn't sustainable. I had to, you know, find a career that let me be planted in one city. Um, and so, you know, how do we allow bedside nurses to feel that too and stay excited and engage um, by, you know, evolving like these other industries have? Yeah, that was the beginning of your your career was the choice of like, you feel like you didn't have the choice, even in what was deemed a flexible role. Travel nursing is historically known to be kind of flexible. And so you're like, it's not, and I'm going to take it a step further and keep pushing the limits there. I think one component of flexibility that's key too is our leaders and something that I try and remind myself is how can I myself have a flexible mind about how I'm viewing, how I'm leading, how I see the workforce, the lens of practice that I've had, and that may not be the right lens in which I create solutions. And so being willing and open to listen and hear and flexible in the solutions that are proposed. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a journey from within as well as the transformation uh, around us. Let's talk about the future of nursing. And we've had lots of conversations with just different leaders across the country, but I would love to hear from both of you, you know, what worries or excites you about the future of nursing and where we're heading? I mean, I think what excites me when you ask that question is like, we're here talking about this, right? I think what's excited me is, is really, especially leading a team of clinicians that, you know, we've constantly integrated their value and perspective within, you know, as we've grown trusted, right? It, it helps us influence change, decisions we're making about our strategy, our product. And what excites me is we're starting to talk about that outside the wall of a startup. I think trusted is unique in that, but in a hospital system, you know, and me as a bedside nurse, when I, when I was there, I did not feel that. I did not feel that my chain or my, you know, voice was heard nor was was change being made to have an impact on the things that the bedside nurses were asking for. And so I think what's exciting me is we're starting to talk about that. There's, you know, the, the nursing shortage, the demand, the burnout, mental health, like it's being discussed. But I think what worries me is like, when are we going to see these big swings and big shifts to actually start to bring that change to life? And you know, really listen to the the boots on the ground feedback from from our bedside nurses to help evolve our hospital systems in this profession to pour back into the people that are giving patient care at the bedside. And I think um, that's what worries me. And I hope to see that we continue to move in that direction. And, you know, obviously that that does take leadership and um, just continuing to figure out how we can integrate that mindset into into decisions that are being made across the industry and health systems. Yeah, we don't want to circle the mountain again and again and again, the same conversations that I know I've been having in my career since I've started. So that's a huge call out. We're having the conversations, but let's put it into action. Sarah, what about you? We at Trusted, um, when we got started six years ago, we we were quite differentiated in our leveraging of technology, in our what we call nurse first mindset. And after some time, 
and others in the space realized how impactful both of those things were. And so there's been, you know, handfuls of other innovations and, and, and companies who have done or deployed, you know, technology and this like modern branding, but nurse first or nurse focus in what they're building, what they're doing. And I think, I think that's great. You know, I, I, what excites me is that there are people focusing on this um, and people, you know, Chelsea's point, the point I made earlier outside of the walls of the hospital. And so we've got some of the best engineers, designers, marketers, business people in the world, laser focused on, on solving the nursing shortage and fundamentally rethink, willing to rethink how nurses work and how they're engaged as employees. Um, I think the other thing that excites me is that it, it feels like we're, a, we're at a point where healthcare can't not adapt. And I'm not sure I'm convinced it's prepared to in you know, the big, bold way that it needs to, but things are looking fairly dire. There, the risk is is much too high to not be courageous in trying new things or kind of rethinking the systems and how they're set up. And I feel optimistic because you know, in my role every day, I I have an opportunity to interact and engage nursing leaders, and it's not limited to just nursing leaders, but healthcare leaders who want to be part of leading that change. And and so they're, they're out there. And um, I think it's just continuing to, to push forward and to your point, not circling the mountain, like continuing to move forward, even if that feels uncomfortable. So we talked about, you know, you and Chelsea connected via DMs, but where can our listeners find you? Is there a way that you want them to connect with you? Uh, so that they too can have a conversation that would be life-changing. I, I, I welcome um, anyone interested to, to please do reach out. Um, I am very responsive on LinkedIn. So that's probably the best place to find me. Not, uh, I'm no longer, you know, on Instagram connecting with nurses, um, but LinkedIn is the best place to do that. Or you can find me at Sarah at trustedhealth.com. Perfect. Chelsea? Um, hey, I'm laughing at that. I LinkedIn also uh, agree with Sarah. You can find me there, and uh, you know I'd be energized to hear from anyone who's interested in connecting. Um, always am, and I'm Chelsea at uh, TrustedHealth.com. Well, this has been really insightful, impactful. Uh, I love talking with pioneers, trailblazers, is what I would describe you as. Both having accomplished and achieved over the last six years. What would you like to hand off to our listeners today? I'd like to go back to kind of underlining maybe a point I made a few times, but I think what I'd you know hand off and encourage listeners to consider what we ask and expect of nurses in order to deliver care today and whether that's necessary and and how even in the role that they're in now without without big swings, how they can chip away at that. Yeah, in line with that too, I think something that came for my, to mind for me was really passion. I think if you're a nurse at heart and you went through nursing school and were a new grad, you 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 know what that feels like. Um, that's why you're here and have gotten here. And I think on a personal note and professional note, like keep checking in with that and w- what you're energized, you know, are you energized by what you're doing? And um, to Sarah's point, like, what are you not energized by and how can you lean into your passion to help, you know, make that change or advocate? And I think it can be you can so easily be paralyzed, um, whether it's, you know, passion for a move in your career or a change or passion for change within your hospital. Um, but I think just just listen to that and tap into that. And I think the more you can um, feel passion and create those frictions, 
the more doors open and, um, you know, it can help be a part of, of this change we've, we've been talking about today. Anything's possible. Thank you so much, Sarah, Chelsea, for sharing your stories and also bringing a lens and perspective that's desperately needed uh, for change to healthcare. And uh, so thank you. I love working with both of you. It's been inspiring just listening to this story and I feel energized and who knows what I'm going to go out and solve next, you know, from this conversation, hopefully just a daily task. So, um, <laughs> but thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to have this air soon. Thanks for having us and for the forum to have this discussion. I agree. Thanks so much, Danny. that you know, we've constantly integrated their value and perspective within, you know, as we've grown trusted, right? It, it helps us influence change, decisions we're making about our strategy, our product. And what excites me is we're starting to talk about that outside the walls of a startup. I think trusted is unique in that, but in a hospital system, you know, and me as a bedside nurse, when I, when I was there, I did not feel that. I did not feel that my chain or my, you know, voice was heard nor was was change being made to have an impact on the things that the bedside nurses were asking for. And so I think what's exciting is we're starting to talk about that. There's, you know, the, the nursing shortage, the demand, the burnout, mental health, like it's being discussed. But I think what worries me is like, when are we going to see these big swings and big shifts to actually start to bring that change to life? And you know, really listen to the the boots on the ground feedback from from our bedside nurses to help evolve our hospital systems in this profession to pour back into the people that are giving patient care at the bedside. And I think um, that's what worries me. And I hope to see that we continue to move in that direction. And, you know, obviously that, that does take leadership and um, just continuing to figure out how we can integrate that mindset into, into decisions that are being made across the industry and health systems. Yeah, we don't want to circle the mountain again and again and again, the same conversation. And I know I've been having in my career since I've started. So that's a huge call out. We're having the conversations, but let's put it into action. Sarah, what about you? We at Trusted, um, when we got started six years ago, we we were quite differentiated in our leveraging of technology, in our what we call nurse first mindset. And after some time, and others in the space realized how impactful both of those things were. And so there's been, you know, handfuls of other innovations and, and, and companies who have done or deployed, you know, technology and this like modern branding, but nurse first or nurse focus in what they're building, what they're doing. And I think, I think that's great. You know, I, I, what excites me is that there are people focusing on this. Um, and people, you know, Chelsea's point, the point I made earlier outside of the walls of the hospital. And so we've got some of the best engineers, designers, marketers, business people in the world laser focused on on solving the nursing shortage and fundamentally rethink willing to rethink how nurses work and how they're engaged as employees. Um I think the other thing that excites me is that it feels like we're a, we're at a point where healthcare can't not adapt. And I'm not sure I'm convinced it's prepared to in, you know, the big bold way that it needs to, but things are looking fairly dire. There, the risk is is much too high to not be courageous in trying new things or kind of rethinking the systems and how they're set up. And I feel optimistic because you know, in my role every day, I I have an opportunity to interact and engage 
nursing leaders, and it's not limited to just nursing leaders, but healthcare leaders who want to be part of leading that change. And and so they're they're out there. And um, I think it's just continuing to to push forward and to your point, not circling the mountain, like continuing to move forward, even if that feels uncomfortable. So we talked about, you know, you and Chelsea connected via DMs, but where can our listeners find you? Is there a way that you want them to connect with you uh, so that they too can have a conversation that would be life-changing? I, I, I welcome um, anyone interested to, to please do reach out. Um, I am very responsive on LinkedIn. So that's probably the best place to find me. Not, uh, I'm no longer, you know, on Instagram connecting with nurses, um, but LinkedIn is the best place to do that. Or you can find me at Sarah at trustedhealth.com. Perfect. Chelsea? Um, I am laughing at that. I LinkedIn also uh, agree with Sarah. You can find me there. And, uh, you know, I'd be energized to hear from anyone who's interested in connecting. Um, always am. And I'm Chelsea at uh, trustedhealth.com. Well, this has been really insightful, impactful. Uh, I love talking with pioneers, trailblazers is what I would describe you as both having accomplished and achieved over the last six years. What would you like to hand off to our listeners today? I'd like to go back to kind of underlining maybe a point I made a few times, but I think what I'd you know hand off and encourage listeners to consider what we ask and expect of nurses in order to deliver care today and whether that's necessary and and how even in the role that they're in now without without big swings how they can chip away at that yeah, in line with that too, I think something that came for my, to mind for me was really passion. I think if you're a nurse at heart and you went through nursing school and were a new grad, you 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 know what that feels like. Um, that's why you're here and have gotten here. And I think on a personal note and professional note, like keep checking in with that and w- what you're energized, you know, are you energized by what you're doing? And um, to Sarah's point, like, what are you not energized by and how can you lean into your passion to help, you know, make that change or advocate? And I think it can be you can so easily be paralyzed, um, whether it's, you know, passion for a move in your career or a change or passion for change within your hospital. Um, but I think just just listen to that and tap into that. And I think the more you can um, feel passion and create those frictions, the more doors open and, um, you know, it can help be a part of, of this change we've, we've been talking about today. Anything's possible. Thank you so much, Sarah, Chelsea, for sharing your stories and also bringing a lens and perspective that's desperately needed uh, for change to healthcare. And uh, so thank you. I love working with both of you. It's been inspiring just listening to the story and I feel energized and who knows what I'm going to go out and solve next, you know, from this conversation, hopefully just a daily task. So, uh, (laughs) but thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to have this air soon. Thanks for having us and for the forum to have this discussion. I agree. Thanks so much, Danny.